Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. I want to talk to you about what Christmas is really, what, what we're really celebrating tonight. Because Christmas is a time for three things. Number one, it's a time for celebration. It is a celebration of someone's birthday. And a birthday is a celebration. And we're celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. His birth is what you have a record of your birth by. Because he Christianized the calendar with his birth. And you have a birthday because he had a birthday. And when he was born, it was a celebration. And so what is this all about? What's the, why do we have the lights? Why do we have the music? Why do we do all the things that we do this time of year, the wonderful tradition of exchanging gifts? It's a celebration. And that's why Psalms 118 said, this is the day, if ever there ought to be happy Christians, if ever we ought to shake off the spirit of depression and fear and torment and worry, not because our lives are perfect, but because it's a celebration of the fact that Jesus came. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I'm not going to walk around and look like a cover girl for the book of Lamentations. I'm not going to be depressed and discouraged and beat up by life. Every now and then, you need to stop and remember what's right in your life, not just what's wrong. And this is a celebration. Well, what are we celebrating? One of the names of God is Emmanuel, which means God is with us. So, so we're celebrating, number one, that, that God loves you. Everybody say that with me. God loves me. Secondly, we're celebrating that God is with you and God is for you. When you understand that God loves me, God is with me no matter what I go through, and God loves me and he's with me, and this is a big one, and he's for me, that's a big deal. A lot of people think that God's just ticked at them and he's waiting for you to mess up so that he can, so that he can accuse you and erase you your name from his presence. That is not the message of Christmas. The message of Christmas is Emmanuel. Number one, God loves you. I don't care what you've done. I don't care where you've been. God loves you. He knows everything about you and he still loves you. He's not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. That's the message of Christmas. He loves you. Number two, he's with you. You say, well, if he's with me, then why, why do I have a bad doctor's report? Why did I lose my loved one? Why did my marriage fall apart? If God is with me, then does that, that doesn't mean bad things don't happen. That's just life. Life is just stuff you deal with. But the message of Christmas is you don't have to deal with it alone. He said, when you go through the fire, it'll not consume you. When you go through the flood, I won't let it take you out. But I'll be with you. I am Emmanuel, I love you, and I'm with you. This may be a tough time for you. This may be a Christmas where you're alone and you've never been alone before. Maybe there's someone at the table whose chair is empty. But the message of Christmas is God loves you and God is with you. And then lastly, God is for you. Isn't it good to know that God is for us? 
And listen to it. Why, what are we celebrating? He said, I bring to you. It's personal. You can hear all the lights and see all the sounds and all of that, but it's personal. I bring to you good news of glad tidings. It's positive. The message of Christmas is personal and it's positive. It's not doom and gloom. It's not sad. It's not God is mad. It's God loves me. God is with me. God is for me. And it's for all men, the angel said. For all men. It's universal. So the first thing that we're doing, the first, the, this time is a time of celebration. So, so if, if you don't like us clapping our hands and you don't like us get smiling in church, I don't know what kind of church you go to, but this is a happy church. This is a, this is a people who really get excited about Jesus. And you've never seen me in a suit before. And I know many of you are in shock, but but, but, you know, I just decided to celebrate tonight. I said, you know, I'd celebrate if I was winning some big award or something. I'm just going to go to church and dress up for Jesus tonight. I'm going to put a tie on. I'm going to do my hair real good. I look good, don't I? You know I look good. I, I, I could be an attorney tonight if I wanted to be. I look like a preacher tonight, praise God. A southern preacher. What am I doing? I'm celebrating. I don't have to put vodka in my eggnog and drink the whole punch bowl to get some joy. It's joy to the world. I found Jesus. He found me. It's a celebration. It's too much sorrow, too much depression, too much discouragement. Listen, you can't have the joy of Christmas without the worship of Jesus. I feel sorry for people who don't believe in Jesus because they're trying to have the joy of Christmas without the worship of Jesus. You can't have that without one without the other. It's a celebration. So don't you let anybody make you feel bad because you're going around humming and singing and you're up. There's enough stuff to be down about. If ever we ought to say a spirit of joy is going to take over all the gloom in Orange County. So right now, let's just take a praise break and let's celebrate. Jesus, Emmanuel, God loves you. God is with you. God is for you. That's what we're celebrating tonight. Secondly, secondly, it's not only a time of celebration, but it's a time of salvation. A savior is born. Well, what has he come to save us from? He came to save you from something. He came to save you for something. See, He doesn't just save you from the bad. He saves you for the good. God has a plan. God, has poten God sees potential in you. God believes in you. And He doesn't just save us from the bad. Well, what did He save us from? Sin? Self? Hell? The Bible teaches that we were all self-destructing and we were headed to hell. But on a Sunday night in Orange County, I can tell you, I have been saved and salvation means freedom from the fear of death. Salvation means freedom from guilt and condemnation. Salvation means freedom from, from you know, the... the, the um, 
just the, what people think about you and say about you. When you really find salvation, you, you, I tell people all the time, if, if the enemy keeps bringing up your past, it's because he's running out of new material. And, and the good news tonight is that we have salvation in Jesus Christ. Many of you don't know this, but I used to be a professional lifeguard. But I lost my job. I got fired because when I would see someone drowning and they would raise their hand to be rescued from drowning, I would say, I see that hand. Yes, is there another? I see that hand also. I'm lying. That really didn't happen. But, but, but I did used to watch Baywatch a lot. And... And, uh, and I learned something about lifeguards. Come on, come on. Or let me put it this way. I know someone who used to watch it. <laughs> That's what Christians do. <laughs> so, so, so here's, here's, here's the thing, a lifeguard. I got any lifeguards here? Orange County lifeguards, any here? Really? Where? Got some? Great. They'll, they'll verify what I'm going to tell you. You know what they tell lifeguards? They said, if somebody's drowning, do not try to rescue them as long as they try to save themselves. As long as they're trying to save themselves, they'll just take you down if you try to save them. So what you do is you wait until they're completely exhausted and they cannot and they realize I cannot help myself and they give up trying to save and change their situation and they just completely let the lifesaver save them. That's the message of Christmas. You can't save yourself. You can't change yourself. But salvation is freedom from habits and addictions and bondages. Jesus Christ came to set captives free. And lastly, lastly, how many of you know this is the shortest sermon you've ever heard me preach? If you don't believe in miracles, you're seeing one right now. Salvation. Celebration. I mean, when they come back and sing this next song, lean in. Celebrate. Celebration. Salvation. And lastly, Christmas is a time of reconciliation. Reconciliation. What, what, what do you mean? Reconciliation is the restoration of peace. Peace with God. Listen. Peace with others and peace with your own heart and soul and mind. You don't have to have resolution to have reconciliation with people. See, resolution means the problem is fixed. And that's what we focus on. And we say, I'm not going to have reconciliation with the person until the problem is fixed. And our families are divided and we don't speak to one another. And we don't have anything to do with one another. But what I'm talking about is Christmas is a time of reconciliation. Peace unto men. Peace means I don't have to have resolution to have reconciliation because resolution focuses on the problem, but reconciliation focuses on the person. And even if I don't agree with you, and even if I don't like what you did, and even if we will never see eye to eye on the issue and get resolution, we can have reconciliation because I love you. And I don't care what has happened. I still love you and I still care about you. And you ought to have a peace summit this Christmas. With people, you should initiate the peacemaking spirit this Christmas. 
and reach out to people that you've been angry with and reach out to family members that you haven't spoken to because if ever there was a time that we should show the love of God and try to be peacemakers in our own families and with people, it's in this season because you're not doing anything. Forgiveness is not for the other person. Forgiveness sets you free. And it's peace with God. It's peace with other people. And it's peace in your own heart, in your own soul. I read this yesterday and I thought it was interesting and I want to close with it. But in 1906, there was an inventor who invented and came up with the invention of the first time that the radio would broadcast a voice and sound across the airways. His name was Reginald Fessenden. Listen to this, 1906. Up until that time, ships on the sea could only communicate with Morse code, just the tap, 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 tap. That was the only way that they could communicate around the world. But for the first time on the high seas, they said on Christmas Eve, 1906, they gave them a warning that something was going to happen at 9 p.m. and they needed to lean in to the little speakers that they had on the huge ships. And you're not going to believe this, but it's the truth. It's 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 a historical fact. In 1906, on Christmas Eve, the inventor of the sound waves that could carry the voice and, uh, and musical sound, he also happened to be a violin player. And he came on the air for the first time. Can you imagine being out on that ship? You've never heard a human voice come through a box before in your life. All you've heard is tap, tap, tap. Years and years and decades and centuries of silence, silence, silence. And suddenly through the silence at 9 p.m. Christmas Eve, 1906, he read these words. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. And somebody's on a ship and they hear a voice. And the voice that they hear is a Savior has been born. And then he grabbed his violin and he began to play, Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. And the first sound that pierced, that pierced the silence of the airwaves in the world was the sound of glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill toward men, the message of Christmas, and then, Oh, holy night on the violin. And what I'm saying to you is simply this. That this can be your Christmas of celebration, of salvation, of reconciliation. You can find peace. Peace with God, peace with others, peace in your own heart, your own soul. This may be your first Christmas with cancer. I remember our first Christmas in our family when Someone in my immediate family was diagnosed with cancer. And circumstances will say you can't be happy this Christmas because your life isn't perfect in your family. But you're missing the message of Christmas. He's with me. He's for me. He'll never leave me. He loves me. This may be your first Christmas and you've been through a divorce this year and you feel like I don't know how I'm going to make it through. This may be 
a Christmas where everything's wonderful, but something's missing. I'm saying to you today that you can have a celebration, you can have salvation, and you can have reconciliation because He's given you an invitation to receive Him as your Savior. And I want everybody in this room to pray this prayer out loud with me right now. If you will, if you want Jesus and His peace and His Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you are blessed.